0: This week, the Cato Institute features the best of Cato Daily Podcast's previously aired episodes. Enjoy the reruns. Welcome to Cato Daily Podcast with host Anastasia Iglova. It is Friday, May 11th. A Cato book forum yesterday gave Victor Gold a chance to present his new book, Invasion of the Party Snatchers, How the Holy Rollers and the Neocons Destroyed the GOP. Vic Gold was deputy press secretary during Barry Goldwater's 1964 presidential campaign. He collaborated with President George H.W. Bush on his autobiography and co-authored a novel with Lynn Cheney. But today he says the Republican Party is run by people Barry Goldwater wouldn't recognize. I caught up with Vic after his remarks to follow up with a few questions. You sound like a man who has lost his illusions about the people that he used to call his friends. Is that how this book came about?
1: The book came about, I would say, despite my friendships, uh, that the book was written out of, without sounding pompous or self-righteous, out of political principle, the same thing that led me into politics in the first place. The fact that these people had been my friends made it very difficult to write, but then it came to a point where I felt things had gotten very bad, and they are, And I felt I had to say something. And I would have to say this, that the Iraq War very much affected my thinking. I felt I really, I I could not stand, I don't want to sound self-righteous or pompous, but I'm a writer. I got into politics with Barry Goldwater because I believe in certain things, and therefore I had to say what I thought, despite the fact that the people who were doing these things were, had been personal friends.
0: You were a press secretary on Goldwater's nineteen sixty four campaign. How would he have reacted to what's going on right now with the priorities of the Republican Party?
1: Goldwater's position on Vietnam and he related to Johnson was we go in with everything we've got, and if we if it's not over in a year, just get out. Don't bleed American lives over there. He would be very much opposed to this war, and he would be speaking out right now. In terms of what else is going on in the party, he spoke out very clearly on the religious right. He spoke out very clearly on Jerry Falwell and never apologized. Uh, he said he didn't do what John McCain did. He didn't go back to, to Lynchburg to make a speech and to, to make up. He would have been opposed to that. The book, I opened with a statement that he was very much afraid of the influence of the theocratic right on the party. And in terms of the corruption, I quote directly, somebody asked him when he was retiring, are you going to go into lobbying? And Senator Goldwater's exact statement, and you'll have to pardon me, it's his language, was, I'm too old to be a pimp. If he had been in that debate a few nights ago, Ron Paul would have had a very vocal ally in his response to questions.
0: Now, you've referred to President George W. Bush as a weak president, but this is a man who has extended, not rolled back, executive power.
1: The powers go to him, but really it's a co-presidency. This is Dick Cheney's view. Now, as a conservative, I think and always thought that what conservatives are supposed to do is look into the future in terms of powers. As Ronald Reagan said, there's no government agency that ever been closed once it was opened. Well, there's no power that's ever been given to an executive that was ever given back. All the supporters of the current policies of this administration regarding powers to the Justice Department, powers to the White House, as Dick Cheney says, a robust executive, all of those powers will stay in place if Hillary Clinton is elected president. She's not going to give them back. Then we'll see who likes her definition or the definition of her Justice Department as to who represents a threat. But regardless of Hillary Clinton, the accumulation of these powers in a centralized government, it's everything that Barry Goldwater is opposed and everything that the Republican Party was opposed to. It was the Democrats. It was Lyndon Johnson and the Democrats who were trying to take these powers.
0: According to your book, Dick Cheney and George Bush betrayed the principles of the conservative movement and the Republican Party, but have they also betrayed their own principles? Have have they changed?
1: Power changes, people. I can't get into the business of whether they've betrayed their own principles. Certainly, the things they're doing betrayed the things that they said they were for. George W. Bush said, we're not going to nation build. Well, let's just take aside from the powers given to the Justice Department and the FBI. Yeah, he betrayed that principle. And furthermore, he's dug in on it. Everybody talks about the bunker mentality. George W. doesn't have a bunker mentality. He has what I call a Stalingrad mentality, which is to say, here I stand and here I stay. And you lost hundreds of thousands He will not back up. And that's supposed to be strength. That's not strength. It's not strength when you're not the one and your relatives aren't the one who are getting killed over there.
0: Now I have to ask, you've worked closely with Lynn Cheney, You're a personal friend of the Bush family. You've collaborated with George H.W. Bush. Was it difficult to write a book like this?
1: Uh, Very, extremely difficult because all along the way, I had George Bush the Elder in mind and Barbara. I had no... Second thoughts about criticizing Gingrich and those people, that a lot of my conservative quote-unquote friends were going to be offended and be outraged by it, or some of the neocons would not like it. But in terms of personal friendship, I had George H.W. in mind very much. As far as George the Younger, a day didn't pass, and still doesn't pass. I don't pick up a paper and see something done out of this White House that (laughs) that makes me anything but regretful or remorseful about anything I write.
0: Even though it has changed your your relationships and the rapport you have with these people,
1: let me put it: they change the relationship. Uh, I'm going to quote it. it was a great De Gaulle quote. His finance minister came into De Gaulle one day and said, "Monsieur le President, uh, I'm having a very difficult time explaining your economic policies to my friends." And De Gaulle's answer was, "Then change your friends." They changed our relationship. I didn't change our relationship. God knows that it wouldn't have been wonderful if they had followed the principles we thought they were going to follow when they were elected. It's certainly an awful lot better than what we'd have had with Al Gore and with the Democrats.
0: To wrap this up, is there anything that can rehabilitate the Republican Party?
1: Defeat. I think parties live, and we have, we it hasn't happened in some time, but parties die in this country. We saw it happen to the Whigs. First of all, I think the country wants a conservative party. It does not have a conservative party. The Republican Party, these people are not conservatives. And it's the spokesmen who call themselves conservatives on talk radio. Those people aren't conservatives. I call them the goose steppers. Everything the, the White House wants, George Bush could come out today and say, today is Saturday. And if Nancy Pelosi said, no, actually it's Friday, Uh, We'd hear Rush Limbaugh saying, it's typical of the Democrats to deny the fact that in Japan it's Saturday. The party's got to die and be reborn. The neocons, once they're out of power, the neocons will go back to their think tanks. The theocons will flounder around and they may go form their own uh, own party. Maybe they'll keep this party. Then let's organize a new conservative or a new libertarian or a new Republican party and have the people who still believe in the Goldwater Principles form the nucleus of that.
0: Thank you so much, Victor, for speaking with us. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. As always, thank you for listening, and if you like what you hear and would like to learn more about Cato, please visit our website, www.cato.org.